With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. David Hurlbut on Mile High Sports. Hey, good morning, friends. Welcome back to the show for a Monday, October 10th. So glad you could join us. 98.1 FM, MileHighSports.com, the Mile High Sports app for your phone, three ways. To listen to us all day, all week long, and I thank you so much for starting your day, your morning, your week, right here with the Morning Huddle. I am your host, David Hurlbut, a Jersey guy living the dream here, friends. Westminster Zone. Westminster, right, Alex? Westminster, Colorado, yep. Yeah, yeah, Westminster. I got to make sure, folks. Westminster Zone, Alex Becker with me as always. Go Fast Energy Drink Hotline and Text Line. They're the same, folks. 303-831-1340. Again, 303 303- 831-1340. Call or text us whatever is on your mind. Plenty of football to talk about, playoff baseball to talk about. Of course, still dealing with the fallout from that Broncos Thursday night loss against the Colts. They don't play again until a week from tonight, which may be uh, good news now that we find out that the quarterback is a little dinged up. We found that out over the weekend. Alex Becker, how you doing, man? Hey, I'm doing pretty well. Uh, had a good weekend and got to enjoy an NFL Sunday without having to uh, watch the Broncos and be very frustrated about that. So it was nice and relaxing. Yeah, yeah, you did. You did. I'm, and I'm sure you're not the only one who felt that way. And you can watch a pivotal AFC West matchup tonight. You got Raiders uh, Chiefs. So you got that to enjoy. And then before you know it, we'll be turning around talking about Thursday night's game. But I was just saying on Twitter about, oh, a half an hour ago, Let's see, I'm 50 years old now. I've probably been watching NFL football seriously for, you know, when, when you can really start to grasp it and follow it and, and, and strategy and rivalries and division records and so on. Maybe, you know, 40 years. You know, I was probably 10 or 11 when I was really starting to get into it with Dallas. And, you know, they were very good when I was a kid. And I remember crying when they lost to Dwight Clark in the catch in San Francisco. But, yeah, I've been watching it, let's just say, 35 to 40 years, just really, you know, enjoying following NFL football. And I, I, you know, I'm sure there's a game here and there that I'm missing because that's a lot of football to have watched. But I can't remember recently a week five loss that has had the 
the fallout, the discussion, and I'm putting a lot of these words, you know, picking the polite words here for the radio, uh, the chatter, the feedback, that this uh, week five loss the Broncos had to the Colts has gathered. It has really been interesting. And, of course, that entire time of my life, there has not been social media. So let's just, you know, remind everybody about that. For guys like Alex, he grew up with social media and sports. For me, you know, it's been a transition the last, I don't know, how big, when has it really been big? The last 20 years, maybe? So the second half of, of, you know, my football watching career, the last 15 to 20 years, it's really taken off Twitter and Facebook and stuff. And really, the only one I use is Twitter. And for sports, or if I'm giving folks an update on my wife's condition and her battle with cancer and do some fundraising, which I'll probably do this week because, you know, it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month and the NFL does a, you know, all the Cancer Awareness Month. They, they have all the colors out there representing, which is a great thing. But I'm basically just on Twitter and really just for sports and some other fun things. I don't dive into politics. I don't dive into, you know, other controversial topics. What's the point? Just so you can get yelled at by people who disagree with you. We've long passed the time of, you know, constructive, uh, respectful discussion. But I got to tell you, the fallout from this week five, you still have 12 games to go. You got that extra game now. This week five loss to the Colts, the fallout, the backlash, the panic buttons. Now I'll be the first to say it was a dreadful performance and a dreadful loss. Broncos are two and three. They're not 0 and five. They're still two and three, and they're still in the thick of things because the AFC West right now is, you know, no one's really running away from it. Chiefs are up there, of course. Chargers probably could have lost over the weekend. But you're still there. You're still in the thick of things. But my goodness, let's run Nathaniel Hackett out of town. I mean, is that it, folks? I want to hear your opinions. 303-831-1340. Now we're really looking at the big picture today and tomorrow the next few days. Then we'll look at Monday night's game. But, you know, last Friday we, we talked more about basically that game. And the Broncos only scoring nine points and, and play calls and, you know, missed throws and bad interceptions by Russell Wilson. Now let's look at the big picture. Let's take a step back. Let's look at the macro. People just want him out of town. Now I'll admit, he does look overwhelmed, but I just don't think we can judge the guy in five games. You got you to give him a season, right? I mean, okay, if we check back in in a few weeks and he's two and eight, maybe we need to have another discussion. If he loses four or five in a row or five of the next six, whatever. And, yes, he does look like he, he's growing up on the job a bit. But I don't know. After after five games, that's it? Get rid of him? Russell Wilson has been bad, too. And, my goodness, the fallout on social media towards Russell Wilson. You know, it's it's a Sunday. We all know he's a man of his faith and his family is. And it's a Sunday. They're not playing. And he, he puts up a tweet about, you know, God or his faith or whatever, and the attacks back. Some trying to be funny, some just a little too personal, if you ask me. Let, let the guy have a Sunday with his faith and his family, for crying out loud. Keep things in perspective. I've never seen such attacks. Uh, attacks. Five games. Yeah, he's not clicking. 
And now we know he's got a torn. What, what exactly is the or, or a, a strain? What is it again, Alex? In, in his shoulder? It's a partially torn lat. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. Now we know that he was playing. You know, basically three quarters of that Raider game and the entire Colts game. You know, far from a hundred percent. How does that change your opinion of him? And should he have been out there? Well, that's a coach's decision. He's going to want to play. They all want to play. Should the coaches have not, you know, allowed him to play against the Colts? Sit him for a week and get that extra day because you don't play until Monday night. But why'd they let him play, you know, going from Sunday to a Thursday? Sit him Thursday, and then he would have had, you know, 15 days to rest. If this uh, injury indeed does not need surgery, and it sounds like that's what the course is. Rehab and some rest and, you know, hopefully it gets better by Monday night. But how does that change your impression of Russell Wilson so far? He's far from 110% healthy. But my goodness, like I said, the attacks on him and the mocking of him on social media. First of all, folks, let's keep things in perspective. It's still a game. It's still a game and it's entertainment for us. Do you attack uh, you know, Robert De Niro this much if he turns into bad performance in a movie? Or, you know... If Bono forgets the words to uh, uh, pride in the name of love during a concert, he has to say, oh, wait a minute, let's start it again. Hey, I'd be happy to get the song again. It's my favorite song by you two. Do you attack him on social media as much? Go back to Ireland, you bum. Man, folks, it's a game. It's entertainment for us. Yes, it's their job. I, I am just surprised. You know, booing at the stadium, that's fine. You're disappointed in the product? Fine, I get that. Leaving early still surprised me. When the team was going into overtime and you're not there to support the team and the Colts fans stayed and they got to enjoy the victory in your building. That that one surprised me. I'm all for, you know, the Bronx cheer and letting them have it. The countdown, the, the play clock, that was fun. And pretty smart too. <laughs> Make sure they get the... Playoff, they've had more, you know, delay of game calls than any other team in the NFL so far this year. I think it's like four in five games. But I'll say it again. This is not after a playoff loss. You know, like my Mets who went down over the weekend, which was hugely, it is hugely, is that a word, hugely? <laughs> I'm going to use it. It's my show. Disappointing. Week five. Week five, yeah, it was a bad loss because the culture bad, banged up too, and you're at home, and, you know, the stats say most uh, Thursday night home teams win the game. But holy cow, this fallout surprises even me. People are not happy, and I get that, but run Hackett out of town. Well, who's going to take over? Who's going to take over? Defensive coordinator? I, mean, I guess he looks promising. But this is not an elite defense. Don't tell me it is. You saw an elite defense yesterday with the Cowboys. That's an elite defense. They closed out the game. Right? They closed it out with a Parsons sack and fumble. The last two weeks, the defense has, you know, had the opportunity to close out the game and try and get W's for the Broncos, and they haven't. So this is not all on Russell Wilson. This is not all on Hackett, although they are the two biggest points of interest. I will surely admit that. Anyway, I really want to hear from you folks. Take a break here, but the number is 303-831-1340. Call or text. 
Have you folks ever seen fallout after a week five loss like this loss? Broncos against the Colts. Glad you could join us, folks. We can look at a few other games around the league, talk about the game tonight. If you want to talk about Major League Baseball playoffs, LLV at the bottom of the hour. Come on back, folks, right here, the morning huddle. The Morning Huddle with David Hurlbut on Mile High Sports. Ah, folks. There it is. Four weeks in a row. I will take it and run. The theme from Dallas, folks. Cowboys winning their fourth game in a row with Cooper Rush as the backup. Starting in place of the injured Dak Prescott, we could talk about that and so many other things about the games around the NFL this weekend. It's just, it's really the league that never fails to disappoint. I mean, there's always something interesting in each and every game. It really is. It really is the best league in all of sports. 303-831-1340. Got a text here from loyal listener F. Lewis. Hackett may be gone at end of the year if warranted. Discussion of firing now is nonsense and a waste of time. Firing a coach midseason almost never accomplishes anything. Couldn't agree more, F. Lewis. Thanks for checking in as always. Couldn't agree more. At the end of the season, if they are, I don't know, five and twelve, they the Broncos are five and twelve. Okay, we'll have uh, we'll have a discussion. Breaking news. F. Lewis writes in breaking news, Matt Rule. Alex, was Matt Rule just fired? Uh, let, we... let me check on that. I know he was heavily rumored to be fired. Um, so, let, yeah, that could be breaking news. Yeah, I just see it right now. Ian Rappaport on Twitter, the Panthers have fired Matt Rule. Yep, he is gone. Wow. Wow. If you see anything about interim coach who's taken over, uh, let me know. Here's Adam Schefter, Packers fired head coach. How about that? F. Lewis and everyone else listening. How about that? I mean, we're just talking about how it's it's pretty rare to begin with. I mean, usually the first Monday after the end of the regular season is Black Monday. Pretty much each year, six or seven coaches are gone, right, at the end of the regular season. I remember Jerry Jones fired Wade Phillips midseason. Gosh, that's probably 10, 11 years ago now. And Jason Garrett took over after they got blown out a game against Green Bay. I want to say, of course it was Green Bay. They always beat Dallas. Going back to the ice bowl. Well, Aikman took care of Brett Favre pretty well. I digress. Uh, he was gone 11 and 27 during his three seasons in Carolina. See, that's pretty That's pretty darn horrendous. That is really bad. Rule leaves Carolina with four years left on the seven-year contract. He received from Panthers owner David Tepper in January of 2020. And where did he come from? Baylor? Was it Baylor? Baylor, yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and he, he, he started with some promise. 11 and 27 is very bad. So we're just talking about how rare it is and, you know, what does it accomplish midseason if you fire a coach? Well, first of all, you, you had a much larger sample size there in Carolina. 
than we've had of Hackett here in Denver. Five games is it's just a glimpse. Eleven and twenty-seven is pretty dreadful. I think we can all admit that, and they've had some talent. Look, I don't think he's helped by Baker Mayfield. What was the score of that game yesterday? I'm trying to find. Uh, 37-15 San Francisco. Yeah. Okay. First of all, San Francisco's an excellent team, and now with the consistency and the stability of quarterback, uh, they're going to be a team to you're going to have to reckon with here before the end of the season, meaning the postseason too. They're going to be around. They're a very, very good team. 30-15, to 15, uh, Baker Mayfield to me is he, – he's just not going to be it. He's just not the guy. He could probably be the best backup quarterback in the league. Sure, he doesn't want that, uh, but he's just not good. Let me see. Look at the box score here. Garoppolo. These are just some highlights. 18 of 30, two touchdowns. Um, what else we got here? What did Baker do yesterday? Because he's not helping anybody. He's not helping a coach. He threw a pick six. That was pretty a uh, pretty key play in the game late in the yes. first half. Yes, I mean th- those are that's a b- about as big a play in the NFL. You know things like that. Dallas opened the game with a blocked punt for a touchdown. You know things like that are just huge. Yeah, he had the one pick, twenty of thirty six for two hundred fifteen yards, zero touchdowns a pick. He was sacked four times. The quarterback rating of 61. He's just not a good quarterback. So that didn't help Matt Rule. I mean, fair or unfair, a coach is just linked to a quarterback, right? I mean, there are some coaches who have taken average quarterbacks, slightly better quarterbacks to ultimate success. Bill Sims and Jeff Hostetler, Parcells won Super Bowls with. That's incredible. And Phil Sims is a nice quarterback. Don't get me wrong. He's not, uh, you know, Joe Montana. Joe Gibbs won with three different quarterbacks. I don't think any of them are in the Hall of Fame. Is Joe Theismann in the Hall of Fame? He looked that up. I don't know. Is Joe Theismann in the Hall of Fame? Alex, can you look that up for me? I'll look it up. Yep. By the way, folks, if you haven't picked up yet, I am in the home studios in Broomfield, and Alex is down there running everything beautifully. So Matt Rule out. So what, what would that accomplish if you get rid of Hackett here? It's way too soon. It's way too soon. I agree with that, Lewis. I guess I can't disagree with the Carolina move, but that's far from the team I cover. I keep one eye on Carolina like I do every other team out there. Um, Trey, so, yeah, go ahead. Oh, quickly. Uh, Joe Theismann is not in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He is in the College Football Hall of Fame, though. Yeah, okay. And he shouldn't be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. They give it away too easily now. He should not be. Probably mostly remembered for the dreadful injury from Lawrence Taylor. You know what they should do? Carolina should do a, a complete rebuild here. What are they? They're one and four. They should do a Herschel Walker trade. They should trade Christian McCaffrey and get as much as they can for him while he's still out there and producing. What did he do yesterday? He ran 14 times for 54 yards. He caught seven for 50. Uh, he had one touchdown. He's still a blue chip player in his prime. They should trade McCaffrey and get as much as they can for him like the Cowboys did with Herschel Walker. They were a dreadful team. Aikman was like a rookie, or maybe it was a second-year kid member. They were dreadful. And I remember Troy saying, oh, my gosh, we just traded our best player. He was the only guy who went to the Pro Bowl. And how'd that work out? I don't need to bore you all the details. Carolina should trade Christian McCaffrey. Why waste a kid's career? You're not going to be good. You're not going to be good when he's in his prime. This is what I said about Vaughn Miller years ago. They should have traded Vaughn Miller away two years before they did. Now, it was a pretty shrewd trade by uh, Peyton. 
He got more back for an aging Von Miller than I thought he would from the Rams, and it worked out well for the Rams. Carolina should not wait around because by the time they find a decent quarterback, and that can take years as we've seen, right? Very rarely do you get a Brett Favre into a Aaron Rodgers or Joe Montana, you know, right into a Steve Young. It's tough. Some teams are still looking for it for decades, looking for that guy. I don't know when Carolina's going to find it. I know it's not uh, Baker Mayfield. Trade McCaffrey. See if you can get a one for him, a, a couple twos or threes or whatever. I don't know the exact trademark for a uh, you know running back slash wide receiver, a flex guy, whatever you want to call him. Trade him. Anyway, back to the Broncos. I would not fire Hackett after five games. No way. Yeah, there are some problems there. The offense is not clicking. It stinks that Javante Williams went down. Jerry Judy has been a disappointment. Big disappointment. I will not call him a bust. But I can count, you know, the the Jerry Judy highlights, uh, impact plays on one hand over the course of his still young career. The right side of that line is still suspect. It has been for like six years here. The defense is darn good, but don't tell me it's elite. And you're without Randy Gregory for at least three more games. But I'll tell you again, I'll say it. I'm going to ask Lori Latimer Volkman this. Just the attacks on both Hackett and Russell Wilson. Whew. They're going after personal things. I, I haven't seen that. But then again, this is the age we live in. What have you done for me lately? I mean, we attack presidents. There used to be respect and an honor for the presidency. I don't care which how, which. Uh, you know, parties from just absolute vicious attacks. That's what we live in now. Look how many people want to throw Dak Prescott aside now for Cooper Rush. Are you kidding me? Cooper Rush had two fumbles again yesterday that were recovered by Dallas. Last week he had two picks that were just negated because of their penalties on Washington. He has dodged so many bullets. And don't get me wrong, I'm happy he's won four in a row. But now he's the greatest thing since sliced bread. Folks, he is a couple turnovers here and there from going, you know, one and three. Such an impatient world we live in. What do you want the Broncos to be now? Five and oh, averaging 29 points a game. Now they can do things differently and they've made some poor decisions and poor coaching decisions. And poor play calling. Yeah. But let's check back in another five, six weeks, and then let's check in at the end of, uh, you know, season one for both these guys. And I'm very curious how they handle this Russell Wilson injury moving forward. But very interesting, folks. Breaking news, Matt Rule out in Carolina. Thanks, F. Lewis, because I've got like 15 tabs open here, and I didn't see that update yet, so I appreciate it. All right, 9.26 in the morning. Let's take another break. LLV, when we return, glad you could join us right here, My Life Sports. And hey, babe, the sky's on fire. I'm dying, ain't I? I'm gone to Carolina in the mind. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Morning Huddle with David Hurlbut on Mile High Sports. Down in the hollow, playing a new game. Laughing, laughing, folks. Teeing off here on the 10th for the back nine of the show. Glad you could join us. Go fast, energy drink hotline and text line 303 831 1340. Call or text us whatever is on your mind. My next guest needs no introduction. Editor of MileHighReport.com, great website, everything Broncos, Lori Latimer Volkman, a.k.a. LLV. How you doing, Lori? I'm doing pretty well. How about you? Uh, look, it was a, a split day for me yesterday. I got a Dallas win, uh, the Mets go home, so mixed emotions, but uh, all in all, I can't complain. Yeah, that Dallas win was a big one. Oh, I'll, uh, yeah, I'll take it and run. Take it and run. Lori, I was saying <laughs> the first part of the show – you know, I've seen, uh, you know, I'm 50. I've watched about 40 years of football. I can't really remember many week five losses that have just had the fallout that this, you know, Broncos loss has had with the Colts. And, uh, you know, so many of the attacks on Twitter and stuff, it's just, it's really for week five, you know, it wasn't a dreadful playoff loss week five. And it's like, man, the sky is falling. How do you feel right now? I've, you know, after I felt like that Thursday night for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I'm, after some time to breathe and, you know, get back to like reality, of course, this guy isn't falling, but it, it actually doesn't look good for a variety of reasons, even beyond just, you know, how poorly they played on Thursday night. So, uh, I, you know, the sky's not falling, but it's pretty dark. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Uh, I guess mostly a lot of the attacks I saw were just like, wow, um, okay. People are those not Those were happy. uncalled for. Those were, yeah. that's uncalled for. I mean, that's just, I mean, it's amateur hour when you're, because you're frustrated at the way they played, you've got to go attack people for who they are. Like, that's dumb. That's, that it, is dumb. It's it's fourth grade. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're not, we're not that bad. And we should, but from... I mean, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I mean, we, it's, we have to recognize, I mean, I, we've been kind of a, I a very spoiled fan base in my opinion anyway. And the last six years have tested us and shown <laughs> that we're spoiled. But when, you know, at this point, when you're basically turning on yourself, it's just, come on. Come on, people. I know. Leave someone's, 
family out of it. Leave their faith out of it. You want to break down someone's play on the field? Fine. That that that's fine. You could do that. Yeah. Um, talk with Lori Latimer Volkman. Uh, so where do you stand? Uh, is more uh, blame to go on Wilson? Is more blame to go on Hackett? Now we know Wilson has not been a hundred percent. You know, like the last game and a half. So who who shares more? Who has more of the blame here? Ah. Uh. I mean, I'm sort of like, does it really matter? <laughs> I mean, it kind gotcha. of does if you're trying to figure out what to do about it. But I'm not in favor of firing Hackett midseason. I never like firing a coach midseason unless they've done something, you know, like illegal. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. The, you know, but in the, I don't think it actually helps anybody i mean what are you going to do give it to the rest of the inexperienced coaching staff <laughs> i mm-hmm. mean i mm-hmm. i don't i'm not sure that helps anybody anymore um but i am very i i, I and here's what i think where broncos fans are coming from there were so many big promises and we had that previous years but you knew it, they weren't real <laughs> like you knew we never had the elite quarterback and so it wasn't like you – like, I think even the expectations were always tempered among fans. But then this year, you get Russell Wilson, and you have, you know, supposedly this this offensive mastermind coaching staff uh, or, you know, head coach who's going to be really creative and do what's good for Russell. And, you know, he's, he's been there before, even though he hasn't been a head coach. He's been calling plays, and he's – worked with another elite quarterback and and I think you know the, the reason the definition of anger is your expectations aren't met <laughs> and mm-hmm. our expectations have not been met and and in a big way you know like we're one in or two and three and I'm pretty sure back when we were picking I had us either five and oh or four and one at this point and I think most fans did because the real test is coming beginning next week and beyond and we don't look we can't hang with the with the worst teams in the league you know how are we ever going to compete with the best ones so it's it's disappointing I think clearly Russell Wilson had been showing that a lot of it was just kind of things were almost there it was timing it was getting you know it was being on the same pages as receivers it was having better play calls in certain situations. And then last week it looked like, you know, he was overthrowing guys and underthrowing and like throwing the ball away and a terrible interception. And I'm sure now, of course, the shoulder injury probably played into that. But I don't know. That feels a little bit of an excuse coming after the fact. (laughs) It does owning up to, yeah, he's injured early on and mentioning that he's gotten this PRP shot and all that other stuff. So I'm just disappointed in the whole thing. Gotcha. Talk with LLV. By the way, speaking of coaches being let go midseason, I don't know if you heard, but the Panthers let go yeah. of Matt Rule. I did see that. I mean, you know, everyone, I, I don't, I didn't see who they're handing it off to. And, you know, like for the Raiders last year, it ended up working out pretty well, you know, overall by handing it off to whichever coordinator and, you know, that was a situation where it seemed like you need to fire the coach. Mm-hmm. But in our situation, I mean, this is his fifth game. So we were going to we were gonna have bumps along the way. These 
feel bigger than they should be, especially because he you know just seems like he's completely out of his depth. But um, I, again, I'm not in favor of firing him now. <laughs> no, it's too soon. It's way too soon. We're on the same page with that. It's five games. Matt Rule was 11 and 27 there. Uh, that's right, a dreadful, right. dreadful, and a bigger sample size. By the way, he's still due about $40 million. Not bad. Not bad if you're fired. <laughs> right. Uh, gosh. Right. Talking with LLV from MileHighReport.com. Um, looking ahead, you know, we'll get your official prediction next Monday. Uh, look, Staley might be one guy who could coach his team out of a victory. He almost did it yesterday, going forward on fourth down in his own territory when a field goal <laughs> could beat them. Um, but, you know, we'll get you we'll, – we'll put your feet to the fire next Monday. But how are you feeling about this game going into it next week? I mean, not great. And part of it is – obviously, it's our performance last week. It's the coaching that doesn't give me any confidence. But I'm also looking at our injury report or at our – you know, our players out. And it's a nightmare. <laughs> you know, week five, week six. Yeah. We don't have – we're not going to have Garrett Bowles. We've been without, um, you know, Billy Turner and I don't even know who else we've been without on the offensive line, but, you know, the right side's been bad. Now the left side's clearly going to struggle. Um, you know, we're, we, we're doing okay with our, with our wide receiver depth, I think, um, but we don't have Javante Williams. And, you know, go to the defensive side and, the, you know, half those guys went down in the game too. And hopefully – couple of hopefully Baron Browning's back but it's it's like we're we're so early in the season to be playing with the third string guys that uh you know going going up like I said going up against these juggernaut offenses I don't see this defense maybe being able to be quite as strong and our offense just seems (laughs) to be struggling to say the least no absolutely uh Lori I've been uh you know, frustrated with the defense. I, I keep hearing from around here in town how it's just an elite defense, and I think it's darn good. Don't get me wrong, but you know, if it, if they're so elite, why do they let you know the Raiders go on a seventy-five yard touchdown drive in the fourth quarter? They allowed a, a depleted Colts team to get the game tying field goal and then the game winning field goal. Are you a little disappointed with this defense as well? I mean, not really. I I feel like that defense. They kept fighting. I felt like we've had this situation the last few years where when your offense can't go out there and stay on the field for more than three minutes, you are just setting your defense up for failure late in the game. And that's exactly what happened. I mean, they're, they're tired and they're playing, uh, you know, we're playing without the, our top safeties or cornerbacks, you know, so when they're throwing down field, you, then we, we had, you know, Damari Mathis, he's, like they're playing pretty well, these guys, but it's, it's, a, it's a, some of their, their first time. And they're covering big-time receivers, and you're, you're asking them to come up with some miracle plays. I mean, Caden Stearns played his heart out mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. Thursday night, and I was so impressed with him. And, I, you know, and Baron Browning, I mean, we, 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 don't, we didn't even have Randy Gregory, and Baron Browning just, like, said, okay, I'll take his place, and he did. He was amazing. Um, and so I, but then he's out. We know we're, those last that last drive were without half half our our not even our starters, but our bet our our second string. And uh, you know, yeah, they let up, and and it was such a shame. I I think 
we did this the week before. We play a little bit of that prevent defense. You know, we did before the half, and they marched down and get a field goal that they should never have gotten. But so I think there, there's a few things that frustrate me. But overall, I just feel like the defense has been playing so well and doing it with a lot of young guys and a lot of a lot of backups still. And you can't you can't ask them to to do that when your offense can't score more than nine points. I mean, they when a defense is holding a team to nine points, that should win you a game most of the time. Yeah, I hear you. Lori, have a great day, a great week. The sun will come up tomorrow. Next Monday, we'll get your prediction and uh, look forward to talking with you about that Charger game. All right, good, because right now my prediction is not good. I can tell you I that. I understand. I understand. Take care, my friend. <laughs> you too. LLV, folks, check out their website, milehighreport.com, for everything Broncos. Come on back. One more segment here on The Morning Huddle. The Morning Huddle with David Hurlbutt on Mile High Sports. Alex, I'm impressed, man. You found the new Bruce signal. (laughs) Glad you like this one. Yeah, yeah. I figured you would. Oh, it's a great song. This new album, I think it's like 18 covers of like soul music. Uh, that's a great song, folks. Look it up. Springsteen, Do I Love You. Uh, you know, he's got the string section in there, the backup chorus, backup choir. Uh, do it well. 73 years old. Still rocking. 303-831-1340. Call or text us, folks, whatever's on your mind. We'll go around the world of sports here. Oh, wait, I think I see another text come in. NDC Danny texting, and I didn't give him any reason to. I didn't create a new word today. I don't believe the Broncos' new ownership group will wait for Hackett to go 11-27 and 27 before they fire him. Agreed. Especially if fans leave before the game is over or don't show up for games. Evidence has proven that Hackett and Wilson are not a good fit. Guess who gets fired first? Money is no longer an issue. That's true. When your owner is worth, what, $70 billion, if you have to buy out a contract, whatever Hackett's is, you know, much like Matt Rule is going to still get $40 million, if I read that correctly, who was let go about a half an hour ago. Uh, he still has $40 million coming to him. Yeah, if Hackett just is absolutely horrible heading into next season or after next season, yeah, they'll let him go. And a few million here or there is nothing, nothing to the Walton family. So, yeah. Uh, and Wilson, yeah, Wilson's gonna, you know, he's got a quarter of a billion dollars coming his way. They both need to improve. Needless to say, they both need to improve. What do we got now? Let's look at the matchups, Major League Baseball playoffs. Obviously, I'm bummed this morning. The Mets, ugh. it wasn't as bad as last year when they completely tanked and didn't even make the playoffs. At least they made the playoffs. But scoring, or not scoring at all yesterday, losing 6 nothing. I, I could barely watch. They had one should, hit, just one hit. One hit, yeah. I should have tweeted before the game just so I would look brilliant. I, I just had a bad feeling going into yesterday. I felt I felt good about Saturday with Degrom, 
and, and you know they exploded for four or five in one inning. But I did not feel good about that game. I, put it this way: I felt better about Dallas going into LA than the Mets at home against San Diego, and it turned out to be right on. I should have made that prediction. I would have looked brilliant. Ah, oh, it hurts. It hurts. At least my other team won. It kind of stops the bleeding. So you got the Dodgers, Padres. Uh, I'll was these. These are best of five. I'll take the Dodgers three to one there. I got the Phillies right. Uh, Phillies against the Braves. I'll take the Braves also three to one there. Yanks Guardians. That could be good. I got the Guardians right. I got two of the four series. I think you struggled, Alex, with your predictions. <laughs> Thanks for reminding played. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> I, I think you went over four. Um. Um. Did, didn't you? Because you had? You I had? did. Because the only yeah. upset I had was uh, was uh, I thought Tampa Bay was going to get past Cleveland. Um, right. I really struggled. Yeah, you did. You did. We both lost on the Mariners. And uh, we both lost on the Mets. And you lost on the Cardinals. You had the Cardinals, didn't you? I did. Yeah, I thought they would easily get past Philadelphia. Man, they oh. could not hit the ball the, uh, in either game. No, they couldn't. So Phillies, I think the so I got the Braves three to one. I've got the Dodgers three to one, and that should be a heck of a National League Championship Series. I'll take the Yankees over the Guardians, but I think that'll go the full one. I think that'll be three to two. Yankees, uh, Guardians winning there. I'm still trying to adjust to that name, Guardians. Uh, if they were to win there, that would not surprise me. And I think the Astros could sweep the Mariners. I think the Astros are just they're just waiting for a, a nice postseason run here. But you could have Houston, Yankees, Dodgers, Padres. And, man, just a couple weeks ago I thought it would be Dodgers-Mets. But they, they have no one to blame but themselves for getting swept by teams like Chicago or losing a couple to the Pirates. And then you would have avoided the Padres in the first round. You would have played Philly, who you were like 12-5 and five against this year. Oh, well. That's life in the big city, right? NFL games. And in case you haven't heard, Matt Rule out in Carolina. Let me look at some of the scores here for reference. Uh, we know about the Colts and the Raiders. Obviously, you got the – not the Colts and Raiders, Colts-Broncos. You got Raiders-Chiefs tonight. Hey, nice win for the Giants. Got to give them credit. They're 4-1. Beat the Packers. Who are the Packers? I don't, I don't know who the Packers are yet. They click one game, then they struggle the next. The last two throws by Aaron Rodgers, both uh, knocked down, both tipped by defenders. He can't play Chicago every week. So nice win by the Giants. Got to give him credit there. In London, uh, Bills, what, what can you say? Uh, they covered, they doubled the spread, right? 38-3 to three over the Steelers. And this is this is a territory that you, you talk about a spoiled fan base, right? How about the fan base of Pittsburgh? I mean, they've had, what, three coaches in 60 years? And they're one and four right now, the Pittsburgh Steelers. That is a that is a program that is just really, really in unfamiliar territory. Just not even competitive against the Bills, and the Bills are they're outstanding. What can you say? I alluded to the Chargers escaping the Steve McQueen great escape from Cleveland. What was their coach Staley thinking? Leading by two in your own territory, going for it on fourth and two. If it was like on the other, you know. If it was on the Browns 30, okay, I could understand it. Oh, boy. And that kicker missed a game-winning field goal attempt there. That That is inexcusable. Staley in, in – I almost said San Diego. Staley in L.A. is making 
Hackett here looked like, uh, you know, Bill Belichick. That is just such a poor decision. I know that. I've never played an organized down of football. Punt the ball away and make them go the length of the field. Vikings over the Bears. Bears look two and three. I'm surprised they have two wins. Vikings, I got them winning division. So far, I look like a genius. Lions have just come back to earth. And we'll talk to Buddy Andre uh, Friday. Zappy is the word there in New England. Right? That's his last name. Alex, you know me in name. Yeah, yeah. Right? Bailey Zappy. Yep. Zappy. Wow. 29 to nothing. Shutting out another professional team is impressive. I don't care who they are. You shut out another team and you drop 29 on them. And they move to 2-3, and three, the Patriots, and the Lions drop to 1-4. and four. How long can they continue with this? This one wasn't even close. Saints over the Seahawks. How about the Jets over the Dolphins? Okay, I know Miami's quarterback situation was no bueno yesterday. I get that. But 40 to 17, the Jets are 3 and 2. Zach Wilson throws a nice ball. He really does. So say they had two in there. Maybe the Jets win, you know, 40 to 35. Maybe two against a touchdown or two. Yeah, did you see Teddy Bridgewater got knocked out of the game on the first play from scrimmage for the Dolphins? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Oh, boy. And and here here was the game a lot of people were talking about. 21-15 victory for the Buccaneers. With one of the most egregious calls I have ever seen in an NFL game. Roughing the passer by the Falcon defender on Tom Brady. I That may be the greatest superstar call of all time. Garbage. The defe- Play it out of here. What you got? Garbage. I just garbage, said it was yeah. a garbage call. It was. it was horrible. Horrible call, Alex. The defender wrapped him up, a textbook tackle slash, you know, sack, wrapped him with his arms and just kind of rolled him to the ground, pulled him to the ground. What is he supposed to do? It was not helmet to helmet. He didn't take a, a shoulder pad to the helmet. He didn't go for Brady's knees. Uh, you look, like Ricky would say to Lucy, the NFL has some splaining to do. That was highway robbery. What if that was, you know, a playoff game? What if they're playing, you know, in a divisional round and the winner moves on to the NFC championship or something? And I'm not saying Atlanta because Atlanta's struggling. What if that was, you know, uh, Niners Bucks and the Niners get called, Bosa gets called, you know, for that play, roughing the passer and it extends the Bucks drive. Yeah, what if a playoff game is on the line? That was dreadful. That was dreadful. I- I've seen superstar calls. That's another level. And that was a big turning point, too, because that was third down. Atlanta was about to get off the field and there was three minutes left and they were down by six. So that was, no, a, was, that was a big turning point in the game. It was huge. It was huge. Dallas took care of the Rams 22-10. That defense is awesome. Micah Parsons with a, you know, battle through an injury gets the late sack and the strip sack. And they they called the late hit on uh, Matt Stafford. They, look, it wasn't as bad as the, the Brady one. But, you know, the defender, I think it was Dante Fowler, was charging towards Stafford. Stafford got rid of it and, you know, the defender put his hands up and they still bumped into each other. It wasn't helmet to helmet or anything. I'm all for protecting the superstars. I'm all for protecting players and quarterbacks. But what you saw yesterday in Tampa, that was shameful. They should be ashamed of themselves. Pick up that flag. Talk amongst themselves. One person can make that call? 
the other uh, refs and umps just said, wait, wait, you got to pick that up. What are we doing here? Hey, that's it. I just looked at the clock here. 9.56 in the morning, folks. Mondays always fly by with so much to talk about. Alex, thank you as always, folks. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow on The Morning Huddle. My-